0: Well, hello and God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible Teaching Channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to continue on in our study of the book of Proverbs or our discussion thereof. And we find ourselves at chapter six today. It is the sixth day of the month. And uh, we are going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 6. So if, like I always say, you are in a position where you can do so, please go ahead and grab your Bibles and, uh, or your Bible and open it up there. Proverbs chapter 6, you will find it in the Old Testament section of your Bible. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump on in and start reading our way through and we'll see how the Lord leads. God God bless you again, and thank you for being here. So anyway, we go to Proverbs chapter six and verse one. My son, if you become surety for your friend, if you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, and deliver yourself, for you have Come into the hand of your friend. Go and humble yourself, plead with your friend, give no sleep to your eyes nor slumber to your eyelids, deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. So, talking about surety here, often we, you know. We equate this today um, from, say, from a financial standpoint, we can equate this with uh, co-signing on a loan or something like that, you know, either for a friend or for a stranger. But, you know, the word surety there really means pledge. So if you're taking in a pledge, we have to be careful. We have to use discretion. We have to be wise in what we get ourselves involved in. Um, we don't want to vouch for things. We don't want to put ourselves in a position where we put ourselves over a barrel. And, and we're not even the ones that can control the situation because we're giving ourselves as a pledge for someone else. We're saying, hey, you know, if he can't take care of this, if she can't take care of this, I'll take care for for that person, right? Now, that may seem like a very nice thing to do. And you may seem like, well, I have to do that because this is my friend. Or maybe even like verse one says, therefore, a stranger. And you may feel like, well, you know, I want to do something nice for this stranger. I'm going to put myself on the line for them. Well, the words of our mouth and what we say and is very important. And that's what the book of Proverbs teaches throughout it in many different um, chapters of Proverbs. We've seen where we have to be careful what we say. We have to to think, you know, and use discretion. And just, um, you know, so he says, he tells them in verse three there, do this, deliver yourself. You know, uh, he says in verse five that I just read to you as well, like, Like, deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. In other words, do everything you can to get out of that situation. Go and say, hey, I'm sorry I did something wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this, but I've got to back out. I'm sorry, simply because it's not right, okay? So that's just a warning from the book of Proverbs there in regards to that you know, situation, don't put yourself in that situation. Now verse six says, go to the ant, you sluggard. consider her ways and be wise. So here we see a creation of God, something that we can look at and learn something from. It says, which having no captain, overseer or ruler provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. And he says, "How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty poverty come on you like a prowler, and your need like an armed man." So here again, be diligent. Consider the ant, diligent you know and be diligent in the things that you do be you know prepare for the future think things through be wise in your decision making and how you do things and know that everything that you do in life anything that you want to achieve it's going to take work it's going to take effort on your part to do something, to step up and to make something happen. So you can't sit around and just expect things to happen, you know, when you're being lazy and you're folding your hands and you're napping and you're doing all that kind of stuff. The Bible prescribes diligence to us, especially in the book of Proverbs. And we have to be wise and get out and make sure that we're being diligent. And this is just a man teaching his son something wise here, some some wisdom. And many people today need to hear this. Matter of fact, all people today need to hear this. This is why God put this in the word of God, For in his word. We call it the word of God, the Bible, right? Because it is the word of God to us. And it's here, it's written down for a purpose. So that we need to see that we need to be diligent. We need to be wise, we need to be careful what we speak and all of that kind of stuff and what we pledge, right? Then he goes into verse twelve, a worthless person, a wicked man walks with a perverse mouth. Okay. Plain and simple. There's no reason for that. No reason to have a filthy mouth. No reason to curse. No reason to do all that. You should be able to control yourself. You should have temperance. You should have self-control and you know, and look, this is this is just, you know, we go through life and we may trip, we may stumble, we may mess up, but what, what do we do? We go back to the Word of God to say, okay, let me get myself back in line. What does God want from me? Well, He doesn't want us being a worthless person. He does, doesn't want us being a wicked man. And and that wicked man, that worthless person is that person that just speaks with a perverse mouth. And I'm not talking, and it's not only cursing, you know, like I'm bringing up there, things like that, but it's just this constant habit of just filth coming out of that person's mouth. That's the kind of person you don't want to be around because they're always speaking in vulgarities or speaking of things that are not proper, not pure, not good, not lovely, you know, those type of things that the Bible directs us to speak of and to do, right? He winks with his eyes. He shuffles with his feet. He points with his fingers. Again, it's speaking of this wicked man, you know, always trying to deceive. Look, verse 14, Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. You know, it's easy to spot these people. They, you know, they, they live their life loud and clear. It's, you know, when you find this person, it's the type of person that you want to, you know, uh, Avoid. You know, they're kind of always, like it says there, he winks with his eye, shuffles with his feet, points with his fingers, always trying to distract you, get attention off of himself while he's being perverse in his ways and devising evil continually. Like verse 14 says there, sowing discord, right? Always causing problems and things like that. So again, just more wisdom. Wisdom with what you speak, like we've read early in the chapter there. Wisdom with what you say and you know, the pledge that you make and all of that kind of stuff. And then wisdom with you know, looking at people and saying, hey, you know, this is the type of person I need to avoid. Because what happens to that type of person? Well, verse 15 says that his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. Okay, um, so then look at verse 16 here. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. We already know that. We've talked a lot about that as we've gone through Proverbs, that the Lord wants us to be humble and we need to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. We don't need to be proud. Don't need to be arrogant. Don't need to have that proud look on our face, a lying tongue, it says. Hands that shed innocent blood. You know, um, a heart that devises wicked plans like that perverse man, right? Feet that are swift to running to evil. These are the things that the Lord doesn't like. Why? Because he wants us to do things that are good, to walk in the way of righteousness. And if you're a young man, you're a young woman and you're listening to this, please grab hold of this. Please take the time to study the word of God yourself. Implement these things into your life as a young person. Um, because you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache, you know, in your life if you do, right? Then he says, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. So again, it matters what we speak. It matters that we tell the truth. It matters that we walk, you know, like an upright person should walk in honesty and integrity, And it's also important that we don't sow discord among the brethren, right? Unfortunately, we see that um, today, even in churches where you have churches that split and argue and fight and do all of that kind of stuff. You know, the world has influenced the church because the church people aren't influenced by the word. And that's what we need to be. We need to be influenced by the word of God in the way that we live our lives, it should be clear that we're walking in the ways of the word. We're walking in the ways of righteousness and truth and holiness and such, right? So my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Here we see it time and time again, honor your mother and father in the Lord. Now look, I understand that I've mentioned this before, but look, sometimes you're you might have a perverse father, you might have a perverse mother, you might have someone that that isn't in the word of God, isn't training their children up in the ways of the Lord. You need to follow in the ways of the Lord first and foremost, right? But if you've got parents that are in the word themselves and they're walking in the Lord, you know, definitely show honor to whom honor is due. And your mother and father are definitely people to whom honor honor is due, if they are living their lives in the right way as well, right? So their laws, right, he says, then he says, bind them, speaking of their laws, what the commandments of your parents, bind them upon your heart, tie them around your neck. In other words, just keep them ever before you, keep them within you, keep them with ever you know, ever before you where people see, man, look at that guy. He he, he must've had good parents. Look at that woman. She must've had good parents, just a good person, you know? And again, sometimes people go through life I know and I, I don't wanna overlook that and they don't have good parents, but we have a good father. And that is the Father God who gives us the true commands, the good commands, the right way that we should walk, okay? And that's why we study the word of God like this so that we can know what does the Father God want from me, right? How does he, you know, he's my creator. How does he want me to live? What does he want me to do? Okay, so um, verse uh, 22, when you roam, they will lead you. In other words, when you've got good commandments that you're keeping in your life, you've got you know, good ways that you're walking in, either from your parents or from the word of God, if you didn't have good parents, right? But when he says, when you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. That's an awesome scripture right there. When you roam. They will, keep, they will lead you. You know, David, King David said, Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. He, that's it. We want to have the word of God in our hearts. You know, something that we keep with us always, the good commands of life, the good things in life that maybe your parents have taught you or again, we, we you find in the word of God. And when you sleep, they will keep you. You'll... He gives his beloved sleep, the scripture says, the Psalm says, and when you awake, they will speak with you. So when they're hidden in your heart and you're living your life on a daily basis, the word of God is gonna constantly be coming to you especially if you've been born again of the spirit and you have the spirit of the Lord within you and he brings to your remembrance all the things that the Lord wants you to know. That's what the Lord promised that the Holy Spirit would do in your life, right? And he says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life, Okay, so it's good that there's certain rules that we follow, regulations that we have in life. That's why we have the laws of our land as well. It keeps peace, keeps harmony, Harmony, right? It, 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 it's just good. It's just good to have law and order. It's just good to have commandments. It's just good to have things that we follow, that we live by, that keeps things peaceful, right? Yes, like we've read about even in this chapter here, there are there is that perverse person, there is that wicked person that sheds innocent blood. We can read about that in the news on a daily basis, right? People that go out and kill, right? But we know who is the father of that, right, who, who's behind that, it's the father of lies, it's the one who Jesus said comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, he's behind all of that, right? But what the Proverbs is pointing me and you to here today, and again, this is why I tell you, read the Bible yourself, hide it in your heart so that you know this, so that it speaks with you when you're awake, you know, it speaks with you, it keeps you when you sleep, and it leads you, and it guides you, right? And reproof and instruction is good. And the word of God is profitable for that. Correction, instruction in righteousness, it reproves us. I've said this before. Sometimes the word of God just slaps us upside the head and and corrects us if we're committed to it, if we're yielded to it. Now, a lot of people say, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care about anything like that. I'm, well, that's not who I'm talking to today, That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about that person and what the scripture is talking about. More importantly, who cares what I'm talking about? But what the scripture is talking about is that person that walks in the way of righteousness, that is not that perverse person in their way, right? And he's talking to his son here and he says that if you're keeping these things, you're keeping these commandments, you're keeping proper instruction, it'll keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, an adulteress. And an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. He says, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? In other words, it's common sense. Don't do these kind of things. It's not the way of the Lord. It's not what God has, the way that God has provided for us to live to go in the way of a seductress. Be, be you male or female, you shouldn't be just going out. You know, the Bible describes, and, and these are tough words, I know, but the Bible talks about whores and whoremongers, right? The whoremonger is that man that jumps from bed to bed. The whore is the woman that does that, right? I know harsh words in our language today and all of that kind of stuff, but again, this is the Bible here, right? We're talking about that which brings reproof, that which brings correction, into our lives and he's saying man you're going to get burned this is only going to hurt you it's only going to hurt your future you know and it's only going to destroy your marriage even if you're not yet married it's going to have an effect on your marriage if you're doing this kind of thing now and he says so is he who goes into his neighbor's wife whoever touches her shall not be innocent Right, so it's just like he's comparing that to someone that goes to a prostitute, to a harlot, you know, who, someone who commits adultery. You don't do that kind of thing. It's not what the Lord has prescribed to us. And and I'm assuming that if you're listening to me right now and you've listened this far, that you kind of care about the things of the Lord. You care about what the Lord has for you or what He. Is teaching you in your life. That's maybe why you're here, because you're curious. Okay, what is the Bible all about? What does God want from me? And that's why this channel exists. That's why the ministry of a love outreach exists. But he says in verse 30 people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Okay, so we understand that sometimes people are just in dire straits, you know really doesn't exist all that much here in America. I mean, even homeless people eat. You know, yeah, I know there's hunger, you know, and things like that, that exist in America. I'm not denying that at all. But, you know, he's just saying here, and he goes on in verse 31, yet when he is found, in other words, that thief, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. In other words, thievery isn't right. And that's the bottom line here of what this, he's teaching his son here. Don't do this. Don't steal. And if someone does steal, then he needs to pay it all back. right? And then he goes back to the adultery thing. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. There you go. So I mentioned that briefly earlier. It's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy your own soul. Right? Because you're making yourself one with that person. You see, this is the way that God prescribed between a man and a woman from the very beginning that the two of them become one. The two of them become one, right? It's not about, you know, let me go over here with her, let me go over here with her, let me do this, let me do that. No. God doesn't, that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to have our wife if you're a man, and He wants you to have your husband if you're a woman. Because otherwise, it'll wreak havoc on your soul and it'll destroy you in many ways, okay? Wounds and dishonor he will get and his reproach will not be wiped away. In other words, it's always gonna be on your mind if you go out and you commit adultery and you do that kind of thing and it's only gonna destroy you. It's gonna destroy your own soul, You know, let alone probably destroy your relationship with other people, your wife, your husband, whichever the case may be. And then he goes on in verse 34, for jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He's telling his son, hey, this dude will come and kill you. You don't wanna be stupid. You don't wanna do this thing, first of all, because it's gonna ruin your own soul. But jealousy could cause somebody to come and kill you in that case. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you Give many gifts. So here again, and I'm gonna keep this brief today. This was Proverbs chapter six, but we see much wisdom, much to learn from, much, much wisdom to gain from this. So we're gonna go ahead and cut it off here. God bless. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, whichever the case may be. And until next time, have a wonderful day. God bless.